What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Donnie Nelson, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Yes, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fit a gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, go relax, still at a champ. Defense still coming with the Calibus flow. The How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined by my co-host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Galatson. Uh, before we get started here, just want to remind you guys to go like, rate, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. We're on pretty much every single one of them. Uh, also, be sure to go uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Math Step Back Podcast on YouTube. Uh, the first thousand subscribers are going to be automatically entered for a chance to win two tickets to the Mavs home game of your choice. Uh, there's only a select few home games left in this this regular season, so. Be sure to do that. We're over halfway there. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want a chance for a couple of free tickets, be sure to do that. And uh, it's a win-win. You get some Mavs Step Back podcast content, and you have a chance to go to a Mavs game. So, got that out of the way. Matt, how are you feeling? Pretty good, man. Um, that Pelicans game was one of nice. the better atmospheres I've been to all season. Um it was not only a fantastic game, but the the crowd was amazing. Uh, I got to do one-on-one interviews with uh, Des Bryant and Michael Irvin. Saw Pat Mahomes. Saw Eden Hazard, the soccer player, which was... Very nice. One of the m- more starstruck moments of my life because I'm a big <laughs> soccer guy. So it was really cool. And that was also the first time I got to see Zion live. And let me tell you, he is something else every bit is advertised <laughs> every little bit yeah no i mean look that just uh just watching the espn broadcast which uh, you know throughout this season every time the mavs have played on espn uh i've always kind of thought the espn broadcasts they're they're a little bit more quiet than you know uh, Fox Sports Southwest or wherever else, TNT, whatever. But even with it being on ESPN, you could definitely tell it was a it had kind of a, a playoff vibe to it, that game. And of course you had the, the storyline of it was the first time Luca and Zion were, were playing against each other. It was the first time Zion had played against the Mavs period this year. I remember I was so disappointed when uh I found out you know, the the Mavs played in New Orleans for the second game of this uh, regular season, and I was excited about going down for that. That was supposed to be Zion's home debut, 
and then you know something happened uh, I think they played their first game in Toronto and something happened and he ended up you know sitting out or something I forgot exactly what happened but anyway he, he he didn't play and I was so disappointed so I've yet to see him play in person yet but yeah it was a great atmosphere uh the Mavs got the win uh very entertaining game overall went into overtime shouldn't have gone into overtime but it did uh, Luca finished with 30 points 17 rebounds 10 assists and I mean that comes after where I mean tell me if I'm wrong about this but I mean Luca he didn't have his best game <laughs> you know up up until like you know the end of it when he closed him out and yet you still look up and you see 30 17 and 10 I mean am I, am I accurate in saying that well, I mean, I think he kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, his thumbs obviously bothering him. His right ankle Had seven turnovers. Lo- yeah, his ankle looks like an elephant leg sometimes because it's it's so <laughs> swollen. But you know, when the time comes, he's he's ready to step up, and he really closed that game out. Had you know, had Seth Curry made both free throws, we probably wouldn't have had to go through the overtime period. Right. Um. Well, we wouldn't have. And, and Melly, it, it's Melly for the Pelican. I don't know. I, I don't know his first name, but Melly. He he was zero of six from three that entire game, and then he catches it in the corner with KP smothering him, and somehow gets that shot up, and it goes in. Like I, that. That's such a Mavs thing to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, and it doesn't make any sense because Seth has become one of like literally the second best three point shooter of all time statistically. And he's like seventy percent on his free throws in the last <laughs> yeah. like two games or whatever. And it's he, just like, he shot six. He shot sixty eight to. Okay, so in in the month of February, Seth Curry shot sixty percent from three for the entire month. But he shot sixty. I believe it was sixty eight percent from the free throw line in that same month. <laughs> It's just, it's crazy, man. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, and I thought, you know, the more underrated uh, player in that game who who really made a difference was actually Maxi, who had five blocks. He had six rebounds. I think he had four assists. Um, but he, he guarded Zion about as well as you could possibly hope for. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a huge difference. KP had five blocks and, like, 34 points or whatever. And he's playing like an MVP, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And, um, you know, obviously the Pelicans aren't world beaters yet. But the, but ever since Zion has come back and, you know, been inserted into the lineup, they've just been – They're a very you know, good a completely, team. They're a completely different team. And I think they're going to push for that eight spot – with Memphis, even though there's you know a few games difference there, um, they're they're dangerous and they're going to beat some people. And, and Memphis has been kind of struggling; uh, they've been up and down. So, you know, it, it very well could be Zion versus LeBron in the first round of the playoffs, which I think would be fascinating. Yeah, th- th- this definitely isn't the same Pelicans team that the Mavs have beat up on. You know, the previous three times they met uh, in this season, Zion he he makes a world of difference for them. Uh, it, it lessens the pressure on Brandon Ingram, who is a great player in his own right. Uh, 
you know, Lonzo Ball, he's improved his three-point shot. Andy's a good defender. I mean, they, they've just got a lot of really good young talent on that team. And I don't know. I mean, just the whole thing of Luka versus Zion, it, it was such a – it was such an interesting thing to watch because obviously Luca's never going to, you know, back down from a challenge. He even, you know, he had a step back three over Zion early in that game. And then he put the game away late and he's going to do his thing. And, um, Zion, he, he still put up some good numbers, even though, like you said, Maxi and, uh, KP got him a few times at the rim. (laughs) You know, early in that game, it was, a a tag team block. It was Maxi and KP coming over and blocking Zion. Zion fell to the floor, and that was the first real, like, uh, super loud playoff moment, you know, I, that I heard from that crowd <laughs> when that happened. That was that was the moment where I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great first matchup between Luka and Zion, and I, I think that's a lot of what we're going to see going forward. I think it's going to be a great rivalry and you know we've talked about it before and I I hate to bring it up and I hate to dwell on it too much but just the fact that the Mavs had the same exact odds as the Pelicans and the Grizzlies <laughs> in that last draft lottery and you know the Pelicans end up getting the first pick and Zion the Grizzlies end up getting the second pick and John Morant and then the Mavs end up, I think they fell to eighth or something and lost their pick to Atlanta. Like, that's just, that is the worst luck ever. So, instead of pairing Ja Morant or Zion with Luka, now they're both in the Southwest Division and, you know, it's going to be nuts for years to come. Yeah, it's it's going to, well, it's going to kind of suck playing Zion <laughs> in, in your own division and seeing him four times a year and all and all that but you know it's it's great for the NBA I think because and it, it kind of goes back to the atmosphere last night you know it's nationally televised primetime game um, and it's you know the future of the NBA with 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 Luca and and Zion and you know and fish talked about it too you know there's there's other players you can throw into that mix like you know Trey young and John Morant and all that but yeah. I mean, these are the two. These are the two primetime examples, and they're going to be the two, probably be the two biggest stars in the NBA in, in five or ten years. So, um, yeah, and it's I mean, the be mo- a lot of fun. And the most exciting part for me is, you know, I watched that game last night, and I'm thinking, you know, two, three years down the road, maybe, uh, you know, the Pelicans they're they're only going to get better from here. The Mavs they're only going to get better from here. Uh, I just keep thinking in my head, like, man, what if these two teams ended up playing in the Western Conference Finals one year? That'd be so much fun for me. <laughs> I'd be down there at every one of those away games, you know, when they when they play in New Orleans, and I'm sure New Orleans would actually have a decent crowd show up for that too. So it'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun for a lot for a long time, but. You know, just we're going to move on to, uh, you know, we've already talked about how uh, Maxie and KP did their thing defensively against Zion. Zion, he he put up good numbers and he showed his dominance. You know, Maxie, he wasn't going to be able to hold him, you know, all night. But it was enough, you know, to keep him from 
you know, just blowing the game away. And that was one of the things that people questioned when Zion came into the league was, you know, he's, he's not very tall, um, super athletic, uh, so it doesn't really matter. He can jump from the paint out to the three-point line and block a shot if he needs to. But, uh, you know, he's got a height disadvantage, and so you're going up against guys like uh, athletic, uh, almost seven-footer in Kleba, and then a seven-foot-three Porzingis. I mean, it it obviously gave him some trouble at times, and they just did a great job, and it allowed Luka to, you know, do his thing, and they didn't really have to just worry about uh, about Zion. They were able to contain others as well. So, Except for Lonzo Ball, who decided to shoot a career high. I, I think he hit like six or seven threes <laughs> in, in that game, but... Um, just moving on from, from that, you mentioned it, Porzingis, he's playing like an MVP right now. It's MVP level stuff from KP. Uh, you know, over his last 10 games, he's averaging 26 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and almost three blocks in just 33 minutes a night. And he's shooting almost 50% from the field, uh, 39% from three, and 82 from the free throw line. He's just he's been so good, Matt. And <laughs> we this is what we've been waiting for all year. And with each game, as good as he's been lately, you keep thinking, okay, well, is, when's he gonna take a step back? Is this just like a streaky thing? But the way he's doing it. It, it makes it, to me at least, it makes it seem like this is sustainable. And that's really exciting as we go through the rest of the season and into the playoffs and, you know, into the future next year, depending on what the Mavs can do uh, during the draft or uh, free agency and add to this roster. It's really exciting, though, because, like I said, he's meshing well with Luka. Both guys are getting their numbers, and they're starting to put it together and, you know, string some – some wins with each other uh, playing at this level. So what what do you what are your thoughts on that? Is MVP level exaggerating a little bit or do you think that's exactly what he's doing right now? I mean Yeah, I mean he's playing at that level. Uh obviously, he's been he's been fantastic. But I mean, do we remember the oh trade trade KP, trade KP? You remember all that noise? I do. I mean, it was <laughs> it was absolutely absurd. It was on the radio. It was on Twitter, and like, and I, I've been saying this all year long. I've been I've I think I've probably been the most rational person about KP all season. It's just he hasn't played in two years. Give him time. It's gonna happen. He's gonna figure out how to play with Luca, and when he does, it's gonna be fantastic. And these are the results of that. These yeah. are the results of the patience. They're 14 games above 500 now, I think, or is it 13? It's 13 right now. Okay, 13 games above 500. They're in, you know, a lock for the playoffs, despite what some people keep saying. Oh, it's and, it. look if any if anybody tries to tell you that the Mavs aren't making the playoffs this year, just completely tune those people out because that's just, just that's not unfollow the case. and mute. Unfollow Look, and mute. The the math is there, guys. It, it's going to happen. 
Yeah, and it look, this is what we envisioned when he was first traded here. And now we have it. And I don't I think it's sustainable. I don't there, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be sustainable. Well, that I mean, see that's what I'm saying. It's not like he's out there playing 40 minutes and overexerting himself or anything. He's comfortable. He's out there doing it in 32, 33 minutes a night and it's just it's coming so easy for him. And that that's what makes me think it's sustainable. He's not he's not overexerting himself. He's he's very comfortable doing this and that's what I think should be, you know, scary to one of these top uh three seeds that they'll end up probably facing. Yeah. And we hope it's not the Clippers. Well, and look, I I'm glad you said that because I wanted to make this point. You know, we haven't seen this version of KP and Luka versus the Clippers yet. And they still play the Clippers. I have to look and say I don't know if it's one more time. Uh, they play the Clippers at least one more time this season. I think that's coming up in a week or so. And so I, I'm really interested to see how this version of Luka and KP uh, match up against the Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers still aren't. You, you still don't want to play them if you if you can avoid it. Uh, but if they have to, you know, it, it, I, I think it would end up being at least a little bit more hopeful with this version of the Mavs versus what, you know, they played the Clippers with earlier in the season. I'm still not hopeful about that. It, look, I know I know it's different, but, like, I just think the Clippers are another animal. Uh, I know, you know, as people always say, you know, you play the game on the court, not on paper – whatever it's it still terrifies me they're so good and you know we're, we're going to talk about their ceiling you want to just go ahead and talk about their ceiling since we're on the we're on the subject now yeah yeah i mean okay we, so okay so before we jump into this we're basically going to talk about this team's ceiling just this season so not talking about going into the summer if they add other pieces, what the the roster as it sits the rest of this season and going into the playoffs, what is the ceiling of this team with everybody firing on all cylinders? Uh, I've said this pretty much all year um, since you know since it became apparent like okay this team's going to be in the playoffs. I think it's the second round. I think that's their ceiling. Now that doesn't mean that. I don't have faith in, or I don't think that they're good, or I don't think that they're dangerous, or whatever. I just think that, okay, when they get to the second round, they're going to have, if they don't play the Clippers in the first round, they're going to have to play either the Clippers or the Lakers in the second round, and I don't see them beating either of those teams. So, I, th- I think it's the second round, um... They, they would make I think they would make both series tough on both of those teams, um, especially the Lakers. But I just I just don't see a scenario in which they can you know take down either of those teams with LeBron being playoff LeBron and Kawhi being you know the Terminator. I just you know I I can't see it. Well, I know you're going to my- say they're going to win the finals. I'm re- I'm not. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're being technical, if we're if we're being like 
you know, KG after he won that title with the Celtics, <laughs> anything is possible, then yes, I mean, they technically could go to the finals but and win it. That was also <laughs> the most fake thing that yeah. anybody's ever said in basketball. <laughs> Very staged. But anyway, so, I mean, my, my, I guess you'd call it my realistic ceiling is, and again, this is with everybody firing on all cylinders, um, Luca and KP playing exactly how they're playing right now, meshing well together. KP just being a absolute stud. I think they could get to the Western Conference Finals before running out of gas, if all goes according to plan. And I mean, obviously, the the way the Western Conference standings end up could play a big part in this too. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been looking at the standings, and from number two all the way down to number six, even even with the Mavs at number seven, I mean, it, it's still anything could happen uh, with a little less than 20 games left. You look at the Clippers, they're currently the number two seed, uh, and then you have Denver, Houston, Utah, OKC, and then the Mavs. Uh Best case scenario here, as far as you know, bracket wise, if somehow the Clippers could fall to to fourth, you know, so they're in that that top half of the bracket with the Lakers, that's your best case scenario right there. Because then, even if the Mavs move up to sixth, if they stay at sixth or seventh, so then you're playing either Denver or Houston in the first round. And then in the second round, you'd be playing either OKC or Utah or some combination of those four. Uh, so that, that would be the, the biggest thing. So catch, either, catch either Denver or Houston in the first round and then catch either one of those two or Utah or OKC in the second round and then you'd probably play the Lakers or the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, and then that's probably, you know, where they run out of gas. But I don't know. Like I said, it, if you take into consideration just that, that, that phrase, firing on, on all cylinders, and if they're hot going into the playoffs, it's like, it's like Sean Marion told us when he came on here not too long ago, hot teams win championships, and he knows that you know, just as well as anyone else because he was part of that 2011 Mavs championship team that that got hot at the right time and uh, they just bulldozed over everybody. So, okay, I have a... I don't know. I have a argument against that. And I think it's, it's, it's not like a holy shit moment or anything, but there was a couple of pretty big factors in that. Number one, the Lakers were you know, an absolute disaster, like, in the locker room. Andrew Bynum, Kobe, that whole thing was falling apart already. And the Mavs just, you know, they caught him at the right time. Obviously, the Mavs were hot. Oklahoma City Matt, was I'm, probably... I'm not going to... I'm not going to sit here and let you discredit our championship run. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just <laughs> saying there were other factors that went into it besides just that they were hot. Oklahoma City was probably the most talented team on paper in the Western Conference that year, but they were too young. So if, if you want me to make a comparison with this team 
to the 2011 year, I would have to say that the Mavs might be the Oklahoma City in that scenario. Maybe they do make it to the Western Conference Finals, but it's just there's there's so many more things that go into it other than just your team being hot. And that's all that's all I'm well, saying. Well, that's that's one that was that was the matrix comment on that, but uh, that's one reason why I said, you know, Western Conference Finals is probably my ceiling because it's like you said that OKC team, extremely talented, uh, had a young KD who was already a superstar. Russell Westbrook was already a star or rising star. And then you had James Harden coming off the bench. Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't call but, Russell Westbrook a superstar. Well, he was on his way, but he's not a superstar. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, he is though. No, he's I'm not, not going to tell him that. I'm not going to tell him that in case you know the Mavs and Rockets meet up in the playoffs. I'll let you, you or Cuban, do that. <laughs> Last time that happened, the Mavs lost in five games. So I'd, I'd rather not, you know, say anything bad about Russ. But anyway. <laughs> I, I do kind of see a similarity there. They, they're they're really talented on paper. Their two young stars can you know put up huge numbers, but they don't have that experience. So I think they could get hot, and I think they can make a run to the Western Conference Finals. But then, you know, that's probably where they learn a hard lesson. But I don't know. Either either no matter how it goes. It's still going to be just amazing to finally experience the playoffs again for the first time in in three years. It's been, and I mean, we've been suffering just from a three year drought. We've been so spoiled spoiled as Mavs fans and and media and uh, and all that because they they made the playoffs so many years. They were title contenders for so many years with Dirk. Uh, and then once it just once it's gone, you're like, oh man, are we ever going to get it back? Because you look at teams like the Knicks and uh, uh, who else? Who am I? Who else has not been to the playoffs in a very long time? The Kings, uh, you know, franchises like that that just can't seem to get back on the wagon, and you never know when it's going to end. Well, it's finally going to end for for Mavs fans and everybody around the team after just three years it's going to be great to experience that again and I really hope they can at least get past the first first round they definitely have the talent to um, but as high as their ceiling is you know their their floor is it can be pretty low too uh, when Luca and KP aren't clicking so or if they're not healthy so uh, they they have a very wide range <laughs> they can go one way or the other, and I, I'm just ready to get to that point and see what they can do. Yeah, same. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're gonna look like. You know, when things get ramped up physically and mentally, and you know, all that stuff in the playoffs. Um, it's a totally different game. Um, and maybe the fact that, you know. No, neither of those those are two stars are afraid of anything will help. Maybe the stage will be too big for them. We don't know because neither of them have ever been in the NBA playoffs, and that's yeah. kind of the exciting slash nerve wracking part of it. So yeah. we'll see. And then just 
and just a brief look ahead here that this will be our last thing we we talk about and then we'll head on out uh but friday they've got memphis at american airlines center and the last time they played the grizz uh they got embarrassed at home it was uh uh, the final score had Memphis winning by 14, but <laughs> we all know it, it wasn't near as close as what that final score indicated. Uh, so they owe the Grizz one. I don't believe – Luca didn't play in that game, did he? I think he was out. I don't even remember. Uh, I tried to block that I, game from my memory. Yeah, he Luca was out in that one. So, uh, But, yeah, that, that they definitely owe the Grizzlies one – and the Grizz, you know, they're trying to uh, keep winning and lock in that final playoff spot in the West. So it should be another really great atmosphere. And it's a weekend game. So uh, that should be really fun. Then also over the weekend, they play the Pacers at home. And then, you know, next Tuesday and Wednesday, they have a back-to-back uh, against the Spurs on the road and then the Denver Nuggets at home. So many back-to-backs. So, Hey, there's only two more left this season. So I, know, I just feel like there have after, been so many lately. <laughs> there have. I mean, the, the second part of this schedule has been has been pretty rough in that regard. But, you know, the, the finish line's in sight. And that's one good thing about the playoffs, too. There are no back-to-backs. And, you know, in, in, in some scenarios, like when you switch from uh, home to away, you know the traveling and everything there's usually two days in between at least so uh, that that'll be a great thing for the Mavs going into the playoffs but if they get these next two games uh they'll be at 40 and 25 which I don't know there's something about there's something about getting to that rounded 40 number that really makes me excited you know seeing 40 and 25 in 15 games over 500 before going into that back-to-back next week, that would be that would be great. So let's let's hope for the best there. <clears throat> but you know, just looking at the standings, just an updated standings thing. Like I said, Mavs are still in seventh. They're a half a game behind the Thunder. Uh, just when you think that they might catch the Thunder for that sixth spot, uh, the Mavs have a dud like they did in Chicago against the Bulls or. You know, the, the the Thunder, they end up playing a team like Detroit, and, you know, they're, they're obviously going to win that. I think <laughs> I think OKC's next game is against the Knicks. Uh, so, you know, they're catching some pretty easy teams here, uh, even though the Knicks beat the Rockets the other day, which was good. So uh, they're half a game behind the Thunder still. They're two games behind Utah for the fifth seed. Uh they are two and a half games behind the Rockets for the fourth seed in home court, and they still have two head-to-head matchups with the Rockets left on the schedule. And they also have a head-to-head with OKC and Utah. So I mean, it's it's going to get crazy down the stretch, Matt. I mean, I don't. Where do you think that they're going to finish after this after this 18-game stretch? Um, I just hope it's not the seven seed. <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot like that, but I just I see all these head to heads they have with the teams that are right there within striking distance in the standings and I and how well, you know, Luca and KP have been playing lately and if they're healthy, I'm just thinking like, man, I 
I could see them, you know, getting to the fourth seed. I think those Rockets games are going to be as big as any other games. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only a two and a half game difference between Mavs and the Rockets. Um, two games between, you know, Mavs and Jazz and half a game with the Thunder. So, and then there's six and a half between the Grizzlies. So, you know, like we said, you don't have to, really don't have to worry about that. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I Five games between the Clippers is not attainable. All the other ones, though, if you told me the Mavs went on a hot streak and caught up to some of these teams, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, my just given how they're playing and looking at the standings, I just have a gut feeling we're going to end up as the fifth seed for some reason. I have no... I have no reasoning for that. I just that's just my feeling. I feel like we're gonna end up being a five seed. Uh, so we will see. <laughs> Anything else before we take off? I don't think so. Um, it's just gonna be an exciting couple of weeks. You know, we're down the final stretch of the season. It's been a long one, um, but I'm I'm excited to see what happens and you know finally get into the playoffs and make some noise and that you know, in that arena and have a super crowded media room. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, you're looking, uh, looking forward to that for sure. <laughs> but all right, guys, look, we're, we're going to cut it off there. We'll, we'll, uh, see you guys next week, but before we take off for good here, just want to remind you to like, rate, and subscribe again on all your favorite platforms. Be sure to check out, uh, MavsSI.com. We got a lot of great content up from the Luca Zion matchup. Like Matt said, uh, he got to do, uh, him and Fish got to do interviews with uh, Des Bryant, Michael Irvin. Uh, just great, great content going up on the site every single day. So be sure to check all that out. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler This how we thinking life's supposed to be Media keeping all my friends close to me Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived Now step back and go on more of a letter I treat this rap game like it's target practice And I ain't even got an aim in my seeing headshots Just for saying my name